Thank you for listening to Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills. At Crossroads, our mission is to be the church by sharing and showing the love of Christ and inviting others to be recipients of Christ's love. Now, here is this week's message from Pastor Floyd Hughes. All right, good morning, Crossroads. Welcome to our Sunday morning uh, worship celebration where we love celebrating Jesus, uh, especially when we can kick off a brand new year. And I'm praying that all of you had a better new year than I did, uh, laying under a bunch of covers, writhing in pain because of COVID. But thank you for all of your prayers and well wishes and cards and all of that. Uh, I'm just definitely Glad to be doing uh, better than what I was over the last couple of weeks. Uh, that being said, uh, I just want to jump into a couple of announcements really quick. Uh, and even though uh, we have seen uh, some weather, now is definitely the appropriate time to just make everyone aware of our inclement weather policy. So uh, multiple ways that you can check if you open uh, your, your shades or your drapes and you see snow or ice or whatever, uh, you can call us. I'm usually down here by about 7.30 on a Sunday morning. Uh, you can check our website. You can check our Facebook page. There's a lot of things that go into determining whether or not we're actually going to have a Sunday celebration. It's not just what does the weather look like outside, but one, uh, was the parking lot plowed and salted? Because even if it was plowed, uh, if there's uh, snow and ice all over the parking lot, we don't want uh, anyone to be harmed. So we'll uh, take the opportunity to uh, cancel and just live stream only if, if the parking lot conditions are not good. But also, uh, if the road outside, Scotia Hollow Road, it's a county road, it's not always... Uh, plowed in a timely manner. I realize county does the best they can, so sometimes even when the road looks clear and in the parking lot is plowed, if the road is covered with ice uh, and it looks dangerous, uh, then we will um, kind of postpone and just live stream only. This morning we're live streaming only because as I stated earlier, Christy and I just getting over COVID and we want to make sure that everyone is kept safe. Uh, so before we continue, um, I just want to pray for the offering and thank everyone who's uh, been able to uh, contribute and participate uh, because as I, I stated in our live stream only that we did on New Year's Eve, uh, we realized that this last year, 2023, has been really difficult for a lot of people. So we are grateful for every single person who has donated uh, uh, financial resources, time or talent uh, to help us. And uh, we're just so grateful. Uh, and I will have within the next week or two reports done. So your end of year uh, tithe reports will be going out to you uh, by within this next week or so. But God, we're thankful for everyone who has contributed to uh, Crossroads, who has helped us to do the work that you have called us to do has been a, a blessing to us and helped us to uh, make things happen over the past uh, year and then some. And we thank you 
and we praise you for everyone's giving, and we pray this in Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. And before I forget, uh, there is one thing that we are kicking off the new year with a bunch of other congregations. There's an evening of prayer and praise, January 21st at 6 p.m., uh, praise teams, musicians, vocalists. <clears throat> Excuse me, praise teams, musicians, vocalists from multiple lo local congregations coming together to start off the new year just praising God in song, coming together in prayer for our nation, for our communities, for our congregations. All of you guys are welcome uh, to join us and to be a part of that, but I thought it would be great to start off this year uh, the first Sunday celebration of 2024. Um, kind of focusing on uh, moving forward from our past. And I get everyone has seen all the memes, right? New Year memes of leaving <clears throat> stuff in 2023, letting that stuff stay there and leaving it behind you. And I thank God that I was sick and I didn't get to see a bunch of the New Year memes that people were posting about, you know, lifting up one foot so you start on the right foot and just all this stuff, right? We've all seen it. We've all seen all the memes and all that stuff, and it's really easy to say, hey, here's what we're going to do so that when we go forward into 2024, <clears throat> we're going to leave all of this, whatever that this is, back in 2023. And that's really easy to do to make the, the New Year's resolutions and make the commitments and say, here's all the things that I'm going to do so that 2024 is so much better than 2023. But you know what's not easy to do? And it's not easy to forgive people who hurt us in 2023. It's really hard to forgive people who hurt us. That's extremely difficult. It's extremely challenging, but it's something that God calls us to do. It doesn't matter if we're trying to live better and do better and be better in 2024. What we also need to do, because we're called to do this as Christians, is forgive all the people who have wronged us in 2023. And I know that's hard, I know that's difficult, but it's something that God tells us to do. In the book of Ephesians, Paul writes to the church in Ephesus, and the church in Ephesus, if you were uh, with us when we walked through the book of Ephesians, made up of a lot of people who are just uh, uh, dealing with the pains of life, and then they come into this relationship with God, and one of the things that Paul tells them is, hey, you've gotta get rid of all bitterness, rage, Anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. If we did nothing but that, 2024, best year ever. Best year in our entire lives. If all we did was get rid of all the bitterness, the things that we're bitter about, the rage and anger, because a lot of people are still angry about a lot of things that happened in 2023, 2022, 2021, 2020, right? Get rid of the brawling and slander and every form of malice. If we did nothing but that, 2024, best year ever. But Paul, writing under the inspiration of God, also says that we are to be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. So if we truly want to have a great 2024, yeah, get rid of the anger, get rid of the brawling, get rid of the things that we want to fight about and argue about, be kind and compassionate, but also we have to forgive other people 
the way that Christ forgave us because that's exactly what God did for us. And it's not a simple, easy thing uh, to do. And it isn't, it isn't easy, but it's also not God telling us, hey, that we need to condone all the wrongs that were done against us by people. That's not what God is saying. God isn't saying, hey, all these things, these bad things that people did, these wrong things that people did to you, you need to be okay with that. That's not what he's saying. Because remember, he said, forgive us, forgive others the same way Christ forgave us, same way God used us to forgive uh, or, or extended forgiveness through Christ. And what God didn't look at our sins and say, I'm now okay with all the wrongs that you guys did. That's how I'm forgiving you. And we're not to look and condone all the wrong things that people did. That's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is us saying, hey, yeah, these things are still wrong, and I'm not condoning them, but we're willing to step forward and forgive the people who did the wrongs, because that's what God did for us. Now, uh, here's the thing. It's really hard to do, so there's a whole book in the Bible, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on it, but we're, it, it's the basis for it, uh, called um, Philemon. It's a letter written by Paul to a man named Philemon, and he says, Paul says, hey, Philemon, there is this guy who did you wrong. His name is Onesimus, but I want you to extend unconditional forgiveness to him despite the wrongs that he did to you. And that, that's the same thing that God says to us. He says, hey, I want you to extend unconditional forgiveness to the people that have wronged you because that's exactly what God did for us. So if you have a Bible, open it up to the book of Philemon. Uh, it's one chapter because it's really direct straight into the point. Uh, if you're... Um, Turning, uh, you can turn in the uh, table of continents and you'll find it, but it's after first and second Timothy and then Titus, and then you come to the book of Philemon. It's only one chapter, and we're just going to hit on a couple of the verses uh, from that book. Now, uh, starting in verse four, this is what Paul writes. Paul starts by saying, I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers because I hear about your love for all his people and your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul starts out establishing that, hey, before Philemon, before I can ask you to extend forgiveness to uh, this person who has done wrong, let's talk about who you are in Christ. And he says, I, I, I remember you in my prayers because I hear about your love for all his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus because forgiveness starts with faithful Christians who are willing to love others, right? Uh, it starts with faithful Christians because it's hard for you to dole out unconditional forgiveness if you haven't received unconditional forgiveness. This is how we're able to forgive those people who have done those crazy things, even though we're not condoning what they did. We're able to forgive them unconditionally because we as Christians have received unconditional forgiveness, and we're willing to love others the way that God loved us. So Paul says, I pray that your partnership with us is in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ Jesus. And again, this is Paul saying, hey, I, I, first and foremost, 
this aspect of Christianity, it's a community thing. It's not just about me. It's not just about you. It's not just about this person. It's a community thing. And Paul says, I really hope you have a deep understanding of everything that we experienced in Christ. Because one of the things that we experienced in Christ is the forgiveness uh, that starts with the, 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 the unconditional forgiveness that God has given to us. And if we can fully grasp and understand that we were forgiven of our sins, the Bible says that while we were enemies of God, that God sent his son Jesus to die on a cross to pay the penalty for our sins so that we might receive forgiveness. So Paul's saying, hey, there's a, you need to have a deep understanding of what it took for you to be forgiven because once you understand that, then it's a lot easier for you to extend forgiveness to other people that have wronged you. It's hard for me to grasp that concept of just forgiving these people that have done these crazy things or done these wrong things to me. But then I have this understanding of that's exactly what God did for me. And if I understand that that's what God did for me, it becomes easier for me to turn around and extend that forgiveness uh, to other people. Right? So Paul says, therefore, since you now have this deep understanding right, of what it means to be a Christian and, and what it means for us to be in relation with one another. And because you're a faithful follower of Christ Jesus and you're willing to love others, he says, therefore, although in Christ I could be bold and order you to do what you ought to do, I prefer to appeal to you on the basis of love. This is, this is what some people call that pastoral privilege, where as a pastor, Paul could say, hey, you know what? You need to do this because this is what the Word of God says. Not because this is what Paul says, because this is what the Word of God says. The Word of God literally says, if you won't forgive others their sins and their trespasses, then God will not extend that forgiveness to you. If you're not willing to forgive others, then God won't forgive you. But if you are willing to forgive others, then God will forgive you. So Paul could pull the pastor card and say, hey, you know what? You need to forgive Philemon. You need to forgive Onesimus just because that's what the word of God says. However, comma, he says, instead, I want to appeal to you on the basis of love because forgiveness is meant to be an act of unconditional love even though we're commanded to do it. Even though the Bible tells us that God says we are commanded to forgive others, Paul says, hey, I don't want to command you to do it. I want to appeal to you on the basis of loving one another because it's meant to be an act of unconditional love. And Paul says, now I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, who became my son while I was in chains. Formerly, he was useless to you. But now he has become useful both to you and to me. So Onesimus was a bondservant, right, who had this debt. Uh, uh, bondservant, you'll see the word slave, but the word slave that's going to be used is a Greek word which means bondservant, meaning he had this debt he had to pay off, huge debt. The only way that he could find to pay it off, he said, I've got to go work for this guy named Philemon and use the resources that he gives me to pay off the debt I owe to him. Instead, he said, this debt is so huge, I'm just going to jet. Instead of pay my debt, I'm just going to jet. I'm just going to leave. 
So he left, and some theologians believe he also stole some financial resources to help him leave so that he didn't have to pay the debt to Philemon. He goes, and he, finds, he comes into contact with the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul does what the Apostle Paul does, which is to share and show the love of Christ uh, to Onesimus. And Onesimus becomes a Christian. He commits his life to Christ. Paul says to Onesimus, hey, once he finds out that Onesimus has, has, has left this huge debt unpaid, Paul says, hey, you have to go make that right. You have to go back to Philemon, and you have to make this right. So Paul says, I appeal to you for him uh, who became my son while I was in chains. Uh, Paul was in prison at the time. Uh, and he says, formerly he was useless to you, but now he has become useful both to you and to me. And see, now, instead of uh, Paul just, it's a twofold thing, saying to Philemon, hey, I'm sending Onesimus back. I want you to forgive him. He's also saying to Onesimus, hey, you need to go make this right. And for some of us, maybe we don't have people uh, in our circles of influence that we need to forgive. Instead, maybe we're the ones who did the wrong. And so we need to go back and ask others for forgiveness because we're the ones who did the wrong thing. We're the ones who broke the faith. We're the ones who broke the relationship. We're the ones who hurt the employee or hurt the employer or said the uh, atrocious thing to a loved one or to a family member. We're the ones who maybe need to go back and say, hey, can you forgive me? Can you forgive me for this wrong that I did? Because that's the situation uh, that Onesimus was in. So Paul said, I'm sending him who is my very heart back to you. He says, perhaps the reason he was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back forever, no longer as a slave. Again, that's the Greek word, uh, I think it's doulos, which means servant, but better than a slave, as a brother. He's very dear to me, but even dear to you, both as a fellow man and as a brother in the Lord. So now, Paul says, hey, uh, this person uh, who I'm sending back to you, Onesimus, and it's possible, he says, the reason that maybe God allowed this to happen, because now instead of, before you had an employee that would work to pay off a debt, and not even a trustworthy employee at that, but now instead of an employee, you have a brother in Christ who is not just a servant, who is not just a bond servant. Now he is a dear brother, someone who's not just going to work. I'm going to start here and I'm going to end here. And then once the debt paid, I'm done. Now you have someone who's going to do everything as unto the Lord. And instead of an employee, you have a brother in Christ. Instead of someone who's going to work until their debt is paid off, you have a brother who you will be in relationship with for all eternity. Because that's what giving forgiveness does. Forgiveness reconciles relationships, us to one another, and humanity to God. So Paul says, if you consider me a partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. If he has done you any wrong, if he owes you anything, charge it to me. This is that uh, divine authority. You can almost hear God speaking when he says, when we forgive other people, if we're a part of the body of Christ, if we consider ourselves a part of the kingdom of God, then we need to welcome them 
just like we would welcome Christ. We need to look at them as if they had done no wrong. Uh, Paul, excuse me, Jesus tells uh, his disciples when uh, there was a standard in Israel that if someone sinned against you, you were to forgive them. And the Bible said you had to do it seven times. And they asked Jesus if they keep doing it, but then they repent, and then they come back and do it again, and then they repent, and then they come back and do it again, and then they repent. Do we really have to do it seven times? And Jesus used this fantastical number, and no said seven times, 70 times. In other words, as long as they're willing to repent, then we need to be willing to forgive. As long as they're willing to say, hey, you know what, I messed up, I'm sorry, and they may uh, uh, um, 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 be wholeheartedly willing to repent, then we need to wholeheartedly be willing to forgive. And he says, if he's done you any wrong or owes you anything, charge it to me, because we aren't supposed to hold those wrongs against them. That's what forgiveness is, because forgiveness, first and foremost, it's a way to help provide healing from the hurt that was done to us. Now, here's the thing. If we're still hurting so much so to the point where every time we think of that person or think of this issue, it triggers this pain, we may not be ready to forgive. But if we are at the point where we can look and say, hey, I'm not going to hold this against you. Just as, 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 as uh, uh, God has done, I'm going to wholeheartedly forgive you. It will help us heal from the hurt. It will help us experience freedom from the pain. And it is forever. That's what that 70 times 70 means. Not just a specific number and whoop, this is that number. I've reached it. Now I'm done. But forever. Because here's the way God looks at forgiveness for us. In the Psalms, the psalmist wrote, and he said, he, meaning God, does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. God doesn't treat us the way that we deserve to be treated because the wages of sin is death, and so we all deserve death. Instead, God gave us all forgiveness. And the psalmist went on and said, For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. God's desire is to see us made whole. God's desire is to see us in a right relationship with him. God's desire is not to hold on to the wrongs that we have done, but to remove them away from us so that we can be reconciled to him. And I'm going to end with the same verse that we started with uh, in Ephesians, that we are to get rid of all bitterness. We are to get rid of all rage. We are to get rid of all anger, brawling, and slander along with every form of malice. We are to be kind. We are to be compassionate to one another. And we are to forgive each other just as in Christ God forgave us. So God, I know that there are people watching now who probably have um, people who have hurt them uh, in past relationships, people who have uh, done wrong to them in 2023 and we're all doing everything we can so that we might experience a better 2024. But I pray that we do get rid of all bitterness. I pray that we just remove all rage from our heart. I pray that we get rid of all anger and brawling and slander and malice. But I also pray that we are kind. I also pray that we are compassionate. And I also pray that we are able to forgive one another just as in Christ God has forgiven us.
that we might experience the freedom from those hurts and be reconciled to one another. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. 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 Pray that you guys have an awesome rest of your Sunday celebration. Uh, Pray that you have an awesome kickoff to your new year. And as you may hear, I'm still not fully recovered uh, from COVID. So continue to pray for me. Continue to pray for Christy. Uh, Pray that you guys have an awesome rest of today. God bless.